Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Quicken Loan Studios, National Mortgage Lender. Quicken Loans apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. Send the tweets, send the hot takes, at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. Okay, let me just start with something here, Hick. Before I get into my whole lather about the Super Bowl, or basically about the Steelers and how they sucked up the room this year, um, Jason Cole mentioned just a second ago on the show that he thinks Mike McCarthy would be just a dynamite fit with Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. And that, by the way, was that – I didn't ask him about that. That was unsolicited, correct? Unsolicited. Unsolicited from Jason Cole, a fan-sided, one of our favorite guests. And I tell you, it's it's amazing. It is amazing because people freak out. When you bring up Mike McCarthy, is he just persona non grata to fans around the league? Because I swear to God, I swear to God, 730, bronze game ended around 730, 745, somewhere in there. And Browns fans were just, hey, you know, John Dorsey's a heck of a GM, good guy. And he is a good guy, by the way. And he's a good GM. He's a great GM. You know, you know what? Whoever he picks, I'm just going to like. I trust John Dorsey. Whoever he picks, I'm going to like. And some writer, and I don't mean to say it begrudgingly or nasty or anything like that, but a writer in Arizona, Bob McManaman, correct? Correct. From uh, the Arizona Republic says that, hey, he's hearing that uh, Mike McCarthy could end up in Cleveland. And those same fans are freaking out right now. And I'm just thinking, okay, if you're a Jets fan or a Buccaneers fan, if you're a Cardinals fan, if you're any one of the fans of the teams that might let go of a coach, heck, help me out if I'm not if I'm missing any coaches here. I probably am. And you hear Mike McCarthy could come to your come to your team. Are you really that upset? I don't think you should be. He's been a good coach in the past. Now people love Aaron. People love Aaron Rodgers. Love Aaron Rodgers. But I did state this, and I stated this a couple of weeks ago too. If Mike McCarthy goes somewhere else, say he goes to New York, he has a quarterback like Sam Darnold. Or he goes to Cleveland, he has a quarterback like Baker Mayfield. And he has success. It won't, but it should. It should affect how we remember Aaron Rodgers, at least at the end. It won't. 20 years from now, people are going to look at him as one of the greatest of the generation. Tremendous thrower. The whole backstory, the whole thing, even though his family and him seem to not get along, but that don't matter to a lot of fans out there. I think people will look at him in a very kind light. But if he goes out and he never wins a Super Bowl again, he doesn't go to a Super Bowl again, and Mike McCarthy, while he's playing, say he goes with Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold or even Josh Rosen out in Arizona, I'm just thinking of the young quarterbacks right now, and they go on and they have great success. If there's any crossover whatsoever, it's going to be, well, Aaron, hey, uh, uh, buddy, Obviously, he wasn't the problem. 
But man, anytime you bring up Mike McCarthy, there is just this visceral dislike. And the thought of it just must be, well, if he didn't have Aaron Rod- if he couldn't get the job done with Aaron Rodgers, even though he did get the job done with Aaron Rodgers once, if he couldn't get the job done with Aaron Rodgers, I guess recently, he must suck. The playoff losses have been bad. They've been picked to be a very good football team in the past, like Super Bowl good, and have not met those ex- those expectations. They have done it once before. I think Mike McCarthy's a good coach, but boy, you make it, you mentioned him, at least in Cleveland. Not a lot of people are thrilled with it. 855-2124-CBS. I want to know tonight, though, who should keep their job? Like Jay Gruden, people called me up yesterday afternoon. Ken, what do you think of Jay Gruden? I, I got to tell you, I don't know if he should lose his job. I don't think he should. I think Bruce Allen has gotten in the way. And if you were going to let go of Bruce Allen, which they're not, but if you were going to let go of Bruce Allen, at least I don't think so, if you're going to let go of him, then, yeah, you move on from the head coach because you want to make everything fresh and new and do it together. That's the way you want to do that. But I wouldn't want to get rid of Jay Gruden. Some people, well, he's predictable. Yeah, look at the quarterbacks he has right now. They were basically one step away from Heath Schuler this year. So I, I have to be predictable because it might be the only thing that Colt McCoy can handle or one of the, Josh Johnson or one of the other guys can really handle. You, do you really trust Mark Sanchez to run an intricate offense? I sure as hell don't. So it could be predictable because that's basically the only thing they can do. I think Jay Gruden has done it, and I was very critical of him when he first took over. I took RG3 side on that whole thing. I thought that, man, you, you, you have this quarterback who you, from the very get-go, seem to not like and chastise publicly, and Robert Griffin III ended up being not too very good. But I've come out on the other hand thinking, man, you can't always just give up what you have because you want something different and new, and just getting something different and new isn't going to fix it. I come from an area that has fired head coaches on average basically every other year. And if you don't have the players, if you're not picking the right players, it ain't going to matter. You can talk all this big stuff and remember all this big stuff that you used to tell yourself tell yourself about high school coaches and about college coaches. They'll build a program. They'll do all this. And the NFL, if you ain't drafting the right players, that guy doesn't have a shot in hell. And he'll be out on his ass faster than the other ones. And then you'll do it again. And until you draft the right players, notably a quarterback, you'll just have this nonstop cavalcade and circus of guys who are hired as general managers and head coaches, and they'll just be out on their ass. That's all there is. I think Jay Gruden's done a pretty decent job considering. If he still had Alex Smith, I think they could have won that division. Another guy that people bring up all the time, people had brought up Jason Garrett. Obviously, he's safe now. People bring up Adam Gase. I thought Adam Gase should keep his job until they played Buffalo today. When your team quits on you like that, and we're hearing about Mr. T getting fired, I think that ought to do it. You can say what you want to about Rex Ryan. I don't think Rex Ryan's a great overall head coach. He's been to an AFC championship game. I don't think Rex Ryan's a great overall head coach. But when his ass was on the line in New York, and they had to go to Miami in 2013, and it basically became, you win, we'll keep him, you lose, he's gone. They played that thing like they were playing for a world championship, and then when they won and he stayed, they celebrated like they won the Super Bowl. It only bought him another year. There was only so much they could do. But you could say whatever you want to about Rex Ryan, and I have. I can't say he doesn't inspire people. I can't say that. Adam Gase was supposed to take over that organization this year. He was supposed to take things by the reins. It was going to be his. He hasn't had great quarterback play. That's been certainly noted over the last couple of years. And they went out in a game where there's all these rumors surrounding them. They went up to Buffalo, and they got the brake speed off of them and embarrassed. Kyle Williams was probably the leading receiver for all I know today. 
And on the other hand of that, give hellified credit to Sean McDermott because you looked at Buffalo at the onset of this year, you didn't think that they'd win three games. What did Buffalo finish, 6-10? and 10? For not having a lot of talent, for having a rookie quarterback, that's a pretty damn good coaching job by Sean McDermott and his staff. Give credit where credit's due up in Buffalo. Not that he's going to end up being a all-time Hall of Famer. you got to win games next year. Josh Allen has to take that next step next season. It's 100%. That's the truth. And they'll give up on him eventually because they'll know that this is the end and we got to move on to somebody else. But what he did this year, he did a fantastic job. He did a great coaching job. He got them to circle the wagons. They played inspired football. They knew they weren't that good this year. They won with defense. They had a rookie quarterback. They had a rookie quarterback get hurt. They had Nathan Peterman. They cut Nathan Peterman. They tried to do a whole bunch of things just to keep the mandate on it, and they did a good job this year. I give Sean McDermott and his staff a ton of credit. So it's, it's easy to call for guys to be fired. I think it's very hard to make an idea and give an idea for the guy for a keep a job. And I still bring up all the trends of what's happened over the last three, four years. 2015, you saw what Seattle was doing, this great defense. Dan Quinn gets hired, and also Rex Ryan and John Fox and Todd Bowles and Jack Del Rio and Jim Tom Sula and Gary Kubiak, who was a former offensive head coach. The rest were either defensive head coaches and defensive coordinators before or were previously defensive coordinators, the other exception being Jim Tom Sula, who was a defensive line coach. The only one left, Kubiak retired. The only one left is Dan Quinn. The rest, out on their ass. 2016, can't believe the offense that Doug Peterson is running. This is fantastic. Bring in Doug Peterson. All right, Doug Peterson goes to the Eagles. Also hired at that time, Hugh Jackson, Adam Gase, Ben McAdoo, Dirk Cutter, Chip Kelly, Mike Malarkey. Mike Malarkey being an interim and an outlier, still got let go because he didn't want to fire some assistant coaches. Still went to the playoffs. Hugh Jackson gone, Gase up in the air right now. Ben McAdoo gone. Dirk Cutter got fired today. Chip Kelly's been fired for a while. You want to go with these offensive guys, all coordinators, all gone when you follow the trends. This last year, or two years ago now, going into the 2017 season, McDermott has done a good job. Vance Joseph more than likely let go. Marone has stuck around. He's an offensive head coach. Anthony Lynn, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and you look where Sean McVay is out of that hiring. 30 years old. All of a sudden, we got names like Chris Richmond and Zach Taylor and Lincoln Riley and Matt Campbell, Campbell and, and, and Kevin Stefanski, all guys in their mid to early 30s. All younger guys. Why? Because we like to follow the trends. And over that course of time from the trends, you start to follow that As that formula goes and you start to follow trends, it's basically on average one out of seven guys are going to end up being successful. The rest, and especially if they're young and they're not ready for it, it could be disastrous. And especially if you take one of these young guys who might be headstrong, obviously cocksure of themselves, and they know that they have what it takes to be a Super Bowl champion and you match them up with one of these young quarterbacks, you can go out there and ruin your team and ruin the quarterback. There's a couple of guys I think will be okay. Sam Darnold's had to deal with a bunch of crap this year. Josh Allen, because the injury, had to deal with a bunch of crap. Baker Mayfield's head coach got fired halfway through the year and his offensive coordinator. You think that those guys are going to be okay. Jury's out about Josh Rosen. I'd still say the jury would be out about Josh Allen. That's why I certainly wouldn't want to make a move right now. 
You get one of these young guys in there, they're 30-something years old, they think they're the next Sean McVay. There's really only one Sean McVay. And unless you actually go and make trades for him, I don't know if that's going to be that guy. 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to the phones. Taylor in Philadelphia. You're first up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Taylor. Hey, Kenneth. How's it going tonight, brother? Taylor going wonderful. Go ahead, friend. Yeah, I got a question and a comment. So my question is, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Ken, how many head coaches have the Browns been through since 99? Is it as god-awful as that stupid quarterback jersey? It's like eight or nine or some eight, something like that. I mean, I could look it up. And we're getting ready to do it again, and it just feels like, here we go again. And, oh, you don't feel that you know way. What? I'm optimistic, I can hear it in your voice. This, brother. Let, me, let me tell you this. What? I'm optimistic. You know why? Because why? next year, it just feels like something. It feels like he's gonna do Super it. Bowl! I knew he's gonna do it. Super Bowl! Taylor, I can't do it here. I'm not allowed to do it on this show. I'll do it for you in the morning. I promise. Greg in Rhode Island. Greg, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going? You know, tonight's game was a great football game, and both teams deserve to be in the playoffs. You have to give the Titans a lot of credit. That's a team that has a lot of fight, and that head coach instills that in that team. They were down a lot of players at key positions, and yet they um, fought well and held Andrew Luck to a low score. But looking forward, Andrew Luck and the Colts haven't defeated that tough Titans team. They look really tough going forward, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them in Foxborough Stadium in a couple of weeks. I want to see what you think. Oh, man, Greg, that would be exciting. Thank you very much for the call. That would be exciting. Uh, what I like so much about what happened today, and Andrew Luck goes back to the postseason, we forgot about Andrew Luck. Of all the guys, that you, can you believe this? The guy, except for Colts fans. Colts fans obviously remember him, and some other people around the league do. But the guy who was the best prospect over the last 25 years since John Elway when he was drafted by Indianapolis. We forgot about him. When we were talking about the future of the AFC on this show and many, many others, Mahomes gets brought up, Baker Mayfield gets brought up, Sam Darnold gets brought up. Deshaun Watson gets brought up, certainly. And Andrew Luck with the Colts because he was gone, because he was in Europe, because he was trying to get his neck fixed and his shoulder fixed and his spleen fixed, and because they had taken that franchise and Jim Irsay allowed himself to be a goofball and because he put goofballs in charge of things and then Andrew Luck had to go in there and fix things with the help of Frank Reich, with the help of Chris Bauer, with what they've been doing, even though they've had to try to fix some of those problems on the fly, they finally started to do what was necessary to help out Andrew Luck. And what has been the reward? The playoffs again. And now we look at Andrew Luck in a comeback story, a guy who still has tremendous talent, who's had to change his arm slot a little bit because of the injury, but still has tremendous talent. And even though we don't know what they're going to do this year, we don't know what they're, we're going to see out of them in the postseason. It's already been a tremendous year for the Indianapolis Colts. I thought they were a year away. Hick knows as a Colts fan, I thought they were going in 2019. They ended up going in 2018. So already... There's cherries on top of this Sunday for Indianapolis Colts fan. But already for where it is, if they get to go any further 
and they get to beat anything else. Were the Colts going into this one right now? Where would they be at? They would be in Houston, correct? Houston next week. Correct, next week. If they get over on Houston, you got to watch the hell out because that's a divisional matchup. You're playing one of the best defenses in the NFL. I don't care the injuries. You're playing against a team that is very, very good. I know some people were upset with Bill O'Brien today because of how much he played Deshaun Watson. I agree with you, by the way, on that. I was upset with it as well. I thought it was almost malpractice from what I saw. But with the Colts at 10-6, and six, you got an electric hot football team with an electric hot leader who is seeing it in his eye again. This is going to be a great game. And even if they lose, you still got a ton of momentum going into 2019. But it goes to show you why it's one of the other examples I'm going to use later when talking about Baker Mayfield and when it comes to some of the stuff that's been said about him this week and where the Browns' future is as well. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. we got our playoffs now. Who's going to Super Bowl 53? And also, I know, Mike Tomlin is the head coach. He deserves what he's getting. But the Steelers franchise quarterback dropped the ball when they needed him the most. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. That's amazing. I'm seeing what Zach Gelb tweeted where he got Manny Diaz on his show. Boy, Zach Gelb gets all the best guests. Not that you don't do any good, Hickey. I didn't mean it like that. Sorry. Yeah, thank, thanks. You're really he, insulting me, Tay. The last show, you're taking all your swings before, you know. Poor D-Ben. He had Manny Diaz on his show, and he says, quote, you make it clear that if you pick Temple, you aren't just getting a degree, but, quote, you're becoming part of, community, part of a community that will look after you for the rest of your life, end quote. And now Manny Diaz stays at Miami. If you're Manny Diaz, you can do whatever you want. It's a free country, I guess. But because you've given all these interviews as the next head coach at Temple and you've recruited, do you have to stay at Temple? Do you have to make your bed and lay in it, Hickey? You know, I'm really torn, to be honest. Oh, man, you cashed a huge check. Or at least you wrote a big one. I guess you couldn't cash it. Yeah, I wonder what happens to that money for the first two weeks there. If he has to give it back or not, I guess not. Oh, my God. 855-2124-CBS. Sounding off coming up in a bit. Let me get to the phones. I'll, I'll yell and scream about Ben Roethlisberger here in a moment. Let me get to Malik in Baltimore. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Malik. What's up, buddy? Yeah, I, I just wanted to comment, you know, about the uh, Cleveland Brown fans that are claiming that the rest stole that game from them. I mean, can, I mean, yeah, a lot of Cleveland Brown fans are saying with the 99-yard uh, fumble when, when Lamar Jackson fumbled the ball, and they're trying to say they lost the game because of the refs. When was this? And the Ravens-Browns game. Lamar yeah, I know, Jackson but when, when they haven't called in on my show and said it. Oh, I mean, I, I, well, they, well, well, based on what I've what I seen on Facebook, today, and again, maybe they didn't call in on your show, but if you watch the game, there were a lot of blown blown calls on both sides. So I mean, they haven't called. Well, oh, no, they missed. They missed two field goals. They missed two field goals. Okay, now I feel I'm glad you brought this up, Malik, because for a second I thought because I'm like, what did I bring that? I didn't bring this up. Uh, I feel I feel the NFL. It was to me, it was a blown call on on a couple of different reasons. One, yes, in in my eyes, that should have been a touchdown, Malik. However, why did they then? If if you if okay, well, let me explain it to everybody. Lamar Jackson jumps over the line, what we thought was the plane of the goal line. As he's jumping over with the ball in both hands, 
it looks like he reached across the plane, and according to the referees, the line judge, he had crossed the plane with the ball. They blow the whistle, but at the time, and upon further review, he had pulled it back simultaneously, or maybe a split second after from what they were saying, the ball was punched out of his hands. It was it was recovered by Jabril Peppers. Jabril Peppers runs off down the field, but it's obviously it's blown dead. What I don't get, Malik, is how if it's blown dead, okay? How do then the Browns retain possession? How do you get a turnover on a dead ball? Exactly, and I didn't even think of it like that. But, but, uh-huh. but the referees don't account for Baker Mayfield throwing three interceptions. Don't get me wrong; they played a heck of a well, game. Well, they they a- he threw two. That second, that third play. I mean, yeah, he did throw three. That third play by C.J. Mosley was ungodly by Mosley. That was an unbelievable play. Is that the end? Yeah, of the that game? was that that was basically listen. We didn't mm-hmm. blew it in the last game of the season for the last two years. We're not trying to make it a trifecta, you know. That's all <laughs> that was. <laughs> No, I, I have a problem. I'm not saying because they missed two field goals and they should have hit two field goals. Greg Joseph should have hit two field goals. You won the game fair and square. I was I was upset about the play. Don't get me wrong, Malik, and thank you very much for the call. My problem was, and, and it should be talked about on a national level, because it happened earlier in the day, I believe, even though that Saquon Barkley did cross the plane of the goal line, it happened earlier in the day with the Giants game. But what I didn't understand, Lamar Jackson, they believe in real time reaches across the plane of the goal line. They blow the whistle, signaling touchdown. How then can you give give possession back to the Browns after all that after all that had played out? My thought is let the damn play play out. Would there really been anything wrong? Say the ball had never been say the ball had never been punched out. Lamar Jackson lands on his belly or lands on the pile then, at a natural conclusion, they blow the play dead. All right, then it's whatever it was, third down. They review all scores. They see, wait a minute, the ball didn't get over the plane. All right, still the Ravens ball. Or the ball gets punched out. You don't need to do it that quickly. I'm sure Jabril Peppers wouldn't have had a problem with it being reviewed if he would have ran it all the way back for a touchdown. I thought it was a terrible error by the referees, which this has been an awful year. And Chuck Noll, the Pittsburgh Steelers, said it best years ago before he died. Review is going to be a bigger problem than you think it's going to be because then they're going to start looking for things that aren't even problems with it or what you originally intended it to be. And Chuck Noll was right about it. 855-2124-CBS. We got more calls. We'll get to them when we come back. Who's going to Super Bowl 53? Who's safe? Who's not? Who should be safe? An even better question. And signing off, all coming up. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by GEICO. Great news. You can save 15% or more on car insurance when you switch to GEICO. One hour from now, we'll go around the league, week 17, Sal. And about who's in and obviously who got left out of this entire thing. Also, I got a thought on Kyler Murray. I got a thought on Notre Dame. There's a lot of crap to get to. 855-2124-CBS. We got sounding off to get to. I want to try to get to these phones. So let me get to Michael in Baltimore. Michael, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Good evening, Ken. I'm going to tap into your oracle knowledge of sports to help me out. But first, oh boy. so that Baltimore fan knows, the Ravens, while they may deserve it because of NFL karma, are the luckiest football team ever. Cite 4th and 29. Cite Mile High Miracle. Cite 
fumble today that wasn't called. So I don't want to hear anything from any Ravens fan that says they're anything but incredibly lucky. That said, <laughs> oh, or, oh, Oracle of all things sports, oh. please help me understand how a sub-500 coach now five years into his term, coming from a very mediocre uh, organization out of Cincinnati, whose offense went from top five with Sean McVay to bottom third, and having been walloped uh. in his two final home games, essentially 64 to nothing with two garbage time touchdowns thrown in, somehow has a safe job in Washington. How? What pictures must Jay Gruden have to hang on to a job when other coaches are dropping like flies. I knew Help I was going to get a very angry. I knew I was going to get very angry, angry Redskins fans after I say what I said about Jay Gruden. Michael, let me answer your question with a question, please. Who would? Who do you want to be the next head coach of the Redskins? You know, I would take Brian Kelly. I would even Brian take Kelly. The, yeah. All right. That's that's. I, I'm surprised. I thought I was going to hear somebody else. Go ahead, continue. I I would take Josh McDaniel. I would take any coach from a winning organization that can bring a winner attitude and not the mediocrity of Cincinnati that Jay Gruden brought. Well, honestly, yeah. though, hey, I know I'm not saying that the guy's a great coach or that he's a Hall of Fame or anything. And you go into next year, I don't know what they have with Alex Smith, but I'm telling you. I thought they'd make the playoffs this year with Alex Smith. And that's after the Kirk Cousins thing. That's after all that. And Kirk Cousins didn't make the playoffs, and they handed him $85 million or $84 million. And you trade for Alex Smith, and if Alex Smith's leg doesn't snap in half, Michael, do they go to the playoffs or don't they? So let me address that Alex Smith issue. Okay. Here's why Jay Gruden needs to be fired. Okay. He brought up um, – Byron, he brought up some guy off of um, Byron Marshall, off injured reserve, and sat to pre-bib. And Byron Marshall missed the blitz pickup that resulted in Alex Smith's broken leg. That's on Jay Gruden. That's bad coaching. That's disutilization uh, of personnel that resulted in a player going down for the year. I'm tired of the aw shucks, woe is me. We just can't get over the injuries. I just want to punch that guy in the mouth and tell him to move on. You are you don't have what it takes to be to make the tough decisions that NFL coaches must make. Stop worrying about everyone liking you and do the job. He doesn't have it. Well, he doesn't. Well, man, I got to tell you, I thought well, then you probably saw it differently or at least a lot of Redskins fans saw it differently. I didn't think you cared about people liking him when it came to the old RG3 thing when he first got there. Well, I don't think he cared about that. Griffin was so bad that was anyone. Uh, Helen Keller could have made that call. <laughs> okay, but there, I mean, there were a lot of people on the outside looking into that, and they thought he was wrong about that. He ended up being right about that. Then he get, he has Kirk Cousins, who was still there. Kirk Cousins ends up having a good season. They go to the playoffs. They lose. I'm trying to get my timeline straight. You're the Redskins fan here, so help me if I'm wrong on any of this. Now, you brought up the substitution. A lot of people would say you were right, and I would say you were right. But there's no way in hell any of us thought that this guy's leg was going to get snapped in half and that we might even not talk about him ever playing football again. And then my question becomes this. You have a quarterback class. Stay with me on this, Michael. You have a quarterback class. That isn't very good this year. Next year, it's supposed to be really, really, really good with all those guys and throwing Justin Herbert into that as well. Go with me on this. Let me try to talk you into Jay Gruden here, even though you might – don't punch me in the mouth. Let me try to talk you into it. 
you get a different head coach this year, but you don't have a quarterback. You're not in a position to get one. Who knows if Alex Smith's going to be back? Let's say he's not there. How good are you guys in 2019? How good are the Redskins? Are they really any good? Six or seven. Six or seven, maybe. At best. Exactly. At best. With a different head coach. So now you already have a bad taste in your mouth about this guy. Or you go another year with Jay Gruden. Maybe you win six. Maybe you win five. Maybe he's fired halfway through the year, for all I know. Then you get a new coach and a new quarterback going into the next year. And maybe you don't even have Bruce Allen around. Okay, okay, I'm saying a little bit too much there. But you get what I'm saying over here, Mike. I can live with that. I will. One more parting shot when I go. I will give the Redskins credit for this. They did make the right choice in moving off of Kirk because obviously he was on his period today and once again showed up like a mouse in a big game. Kirk, you know, show up, get some sack, and show up in a game that matters. Please. (laughs) Michael, thank you for the call. Those were the words of Michael and not me, and that was strong and – with the exception of the one comment, uh, what is he, 5-25 and 25 against teams above 500 over the last how many years? What is that record, Hick? Do you remember that? He's awful. I think it was four wins. It's four four and 24, wins. So update it now. Four wins. No, it's got to be. It's got then four and 25, right? Yeah. No, if yeah, it's updated, updated. Yeah. I think that's the Seahawks is four and 24. Oh, my God. They're paying him how much? 84 over three I years. Just draft a quarterback for the love of God. Trade up, trade, make trades. Oh my God! But I, if you're a fan, I think you play the long game because you notice at the beginning of his call, he mentioned Sean McVay. You caught that, didn't you? When you when you hear Sean McVay, that's the fear of oh my God! I can't believe we missed out on this coach. It's the same thing in Atlanta. They're going through right now. How did we miss out? on Kyle Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan doesn't have a quarterback and they were finally grinded it out to the end of the season. Won a couple of ball games. You you just, you need a guy who can play that position. If not, you're just going to get fired. It's, it's just that simple. If you have a quarterback and you know, you ain't getting the job done. And here we go with the whole Mike McCarthy thing again, but they were fighting with each other, but he did get fired in the end because he ain't getting the job done. But if you don't have a quarterback, you're just, you're just keeping a seat warm for somebody else until your team gets its head on straight. I I, I hate to keep using him as an example because I'm here and I know you're sick of it. But just let me say it again. How long have the Browns sucked since 1999? The whole time. People look differently at the Browns right now, at least a little bit differently about the Browns. Is there any is there is there any coincidence that Baker Mayfield's playing well? No. All those other coaches got fired. We blamed all those other coaches. We called them idiots and boobs and said that they were morons. If those coaches had Baker Mayfield, if Mike Pettin had Baker Mayfield, how good would Mike Pettin look with the Cleveland Browns? Seriously. Who was another boob people couldn't stand at the end? of Eric Mangini. If Eric Mangini had Baker Mayfield at the end, how much better would Eric Mangini look? Hugh Jackson did have Baker Mayfield, and that's why if I was a Cincinnati Bengals fan, I'd be terrified if you... If you let go of Marvin Lewis and you brought that guy in. All right, let me get to Chuck in Cleveland real quick. I might as well keep the whole theme going. Go ahead, Chuck. Forget to – we'll do signing off later. Go ahead, Chuck. Go ahead. Hey, man. Hey, man. All right, well, okay, let me, let me get on there here then, baby. Check this go out. Ahead. Go ahead. Happy New Chuck. Year, man. Let Same to you, brother. Year, first of Same all. to you. Same okay. to you. Yes, yes. Hey, check this out, y'all. Okay. Hey, bang, dog, pound nation. Let me, let me holler at y'all. All right. 
we ain't got nothing. To, we ain't holding our heads down about nothing. You know, I'm glad you killed that uh, real quick. Uh, how in the hell is it a dead ball and we get the ball back and everything? Like, well, I thought it was a legitimate been... question. How the hell, if the, if you if you blow the whistle, that, that means possible? the ball's dead. How do the Browns get the ball if the ball's dead? If it's dead. The refs that messed was, it up the entire way around. That was, but that was a 14-point swing right Yes, there. it was. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. That was a fourteen point swing, and the kicker That's missing the kicks, and the kicker thing. missing the kicks it was a six point swing that they still could have had. So, hey, I well, think the officiating was terrible, but I can't blame it on the refs. Uh, you know, I can't hey, do the but, job. But but go this ahead. Is, this, this is what really tripped me out. Like at the end of the game, like you know, damn, we we still in it and everything. But then when they saw like Pittsburgh still sitting in the stadium, and they stadium still sold out, and the team laying on the field, praying for Cleveland to win, and we lost. I was laughing because I know I do not feel like a Steeler fan right now. Like, I know they got to be hating us, <laughs> and we hate y'all. Oh, God. You know how dumb y'all look cheering for us in well, your stadium? Let me tell you this. Bird, I feel. Only see, we lost, and it didn't hurt. We lost, and it hurt them, and I'm loving the hell out of it. Do you hear right. me? All right, Chuck, now I got to yeah. let you go, so get your parting shot in. I got to let you go, okay? Okay. I'm going to put it like this on everything. On All everything. Right. All right. We, hey, 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 look, you know what? This was a win-win for Cleveland. We balled out with Baltimore. Y'all know we – y'all need to stop. Y'all ain't know what it was about to be. And then on everything, Pittsburgh, I want to wish y'all a happy, 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 hell of a new year waiting for us next year. It's on. Y'all be cool. Later. Chuck in Cleveland. In the words of Jim Rome, rack them. 855-2124-CBS. I, I don't have anything against Steeler fans doing that. I'd have done the same thing. I do have something against Steeler players doing that. I thought that, and we got people from Pittsburgh on hold. But let, and let me just get this off my chest now. And maybe Jack and Mike, they'll feel different about me when we come back. 855-2124-CBS. Because we'll start things off with calls of the next hour. Just let me get this off my chest right now. For Steelers fans who are still in the stadium, who are watching on the big screen, hoping that their team gets into the playoffs, that's what they do. They're fans. They're supposed to do that. And I know you felt a little bit dirty, more than likely, in Pittsburgh, but that's okay. You want your football team to get into the postseason. You want to live. You want to have hope. You want to have breath. I get all that. I'd have done the same exact thing, especially in my situation. I'd have done the same thing. But for the players, I thought, it, and you can underline this word, I thought it was out-and-out pathetic. What did Aditi tweet earlier today? We had Aditi on the show, and she confirmed it. One of these players, and God, I want to, Bud Dupree, that's who it was. Popcorn Muscles Bud Dupree. Okay, I take that back. You got Bud Dupree walking into Heinz Field, and you're wearing an orange shirt because, well, yeah, I hope the Browns win because, you know, we have all this talent, and we have a franchise quarterback that's been around for 15 years, but we need the Browns to win to get us into the postseason. God, how pathetic and embarrassing can you be as a professional football player? You have a 15-year Hall of Famer as a quarterback. Mike Tomlin has been there for how many years? Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquise Pouncey, still a good offensive line. Alejandro Villanueva, you got a, still a good defense. Joe Hayden's playing at the best level he's had because all of a sudden his hand's fixed from a couple years ago. And you are hoping that the Browns win to get you into the postseason? 
If you were a Steeler fan, you should have booed them out there on the field while they were hoping that the Browns win to get them into the postseason. How sad can you be? There's another word I'd like to use for it, but I think they'd kick me off the air if I did. And it starts with a C, and we'll just continue to move on from that. To watch on a big screen hoping that, that Baker Mayfield and the 7-7-1 seven, seven Cleveland Browns who are looking to own that division at some point. I think Lamar Jackson's going to have something to say about that in the, in the Baltimore Ravens. But you are sitting there hoping that they're going to win to get you into the playoffs. Oh, what a weird story that the season is told. You had a, you had a future Hall of Famer who instead of circling the wagons, putting that team on his shoulders, getting people to believe in each other the way a guy's supposed to do it, because at this juncture it's supposed to be more than money. It's supposed to be about championships. He played the blame game. He put it on Antonio Brown. He put it on his tight ends. He put it on Juju Smith-Schuster. He put it on his offensive line. He put it on Mike Tomlin. He put it on Keith Butler. Hell, everybody's putting it on Keith Butler. But he put it on Keith Butler. He put it on the kicker. He put it on the long snapper. He put it on everybody in the st- in the stadium. He put it on every. Everybody in Oakland in the south side, he didn't put anything on himself. And that's why he stands a notch below the greats of the generation. If he had one-tenth of a heart of the only ones we compare him to, he'd have made them all look like children. It's garbage. It's embarrassing. We're back after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 